Hey guys, what's up? It's Murphy from Warcurse. This is Missy Avila from Your Chance to Die. This is Will Smith from Artificial Brain. This is Morgan Weller from Lestravi. Hi everyone, this is Fernando from Moonspell, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Rock on. Listeners, I'm here with Dustin and Levi from Global Black Metal Death Serpents, Order of Leviathan. Thank you guys for joining us on the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us out, man. This is the first time we've had Order of Leviathan on the podcast. If you would give us a little background about the band. Okay, well, uh, Order of Leviathan started with Nathan Bowling, the vocalist, and myself, Levi. Uh, we started playing guitar together and I think it was 2012, in the summer of 2012. We spent about a year kind of perfecting getting our first EP written. Uh, we went in the studio to get that completed and then ended up playing our first show on Louisville Death Fest, I think in 2013. Yeah, yeah 2013. Yeah, it, it was a pretty killer show. In Full Darkness, Young in the Way, it was pretty killer first show for a band to have. Yeah, I think I joined, what was it, September, August, September of 2012, something like that, yeah, yeah. And tonight we're at Magbar, one of the classic music venues in Louisville. Have you guys played Magbar before, I'm assuming? Yeah, we, we've spent a lot of time here at Magbar. What I love about this place specifically, it's got that great kind of dive bar feel, where even though it's kind of a small venue, the sound is just fantastic and way better than you would probably expect, and cheap beer is always good, too. <laughs> and you're set to share the stage with a number of black metal acts. How cool is it to be part of this bill? Um, yeah, it, it's pretty solid. Um, Dave Skufa, we've been friends with for a while. Uh, the other two bands, I'm not too super familiar with, but everything I've heard, I've enjoyed uh, from chatting with them. They, they've been super nice guys. So, yeah, it, it should be a good time tonight. One thing that's pretty cool about Louisville, the, the music scene, there's a lot of spillover, a lot of bleed through. So, for example, they have Scufa, two of their members, uh, our former Order of Leviathan members, actually, the, uh, the vocalist, guitarist, and the drummer. So we've, uh, we've all kind of had our crossing of paths with other parts of the music scene and all that. It, lots of bleed over in Louisville. You played on the bill with them before, I'm assuming? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We've, put, we've shared the stage a few times. Uh, most recently, I think, uh, was it Taproom that we played together? A Metal Monday, maybe? Uh, we, we did Taproom with them. Uh, we played... <laughs> What is it um, down in? Was it Nashville that, that we played um, down there? And the, Murfreesboro, yeah, with um, the boys at the Autograph Rehearsal Studio uh, from uh, Oubliette. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I couldn't think of the name of that. Yeah, but we played that with them. Uh, we've played a handful of other places with them. I believe we got to play their first show was with us, or I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, they've they're really good. So. Let's talk a moment about the band's first full album, Death Worship, uh, released about a year ago. How happy are you with the response to this album? Well, the response to this album has been very interesting because we definitely, it's, it's black metal, 100%. It's, it's definitely black metal, but we've drawn in a lot of other influences from like classic rock, regular rock and roll, trying to have that slower driving beat in some spots. So it's not just all like pots and pans, blast beats over diminished chords all the time. Anyone who listens to it knows that you're pulling in some different influences. Yeah. 
it's certainly not the stereotypical black metal. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people seem to be of that mindset. But anytime you deviate from, you know, the established cult norm, <laughs> there are going to be some people that complain a little bit and don't really feel it. But overall, I would say the uh, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. And it, it did pretty well for us being, you know, a pretty small band from here in Louisville. What has it done for you as far as have you heard from folks from outside this area, other countries? What's been the impact on the band? Um, I mean, we've definitely seen plays um, all throughout the world, which is really cool. Um, but other than that, I mean, just, just the random good reviews that, that, that we've seen. Um, I, I don't know of tons of uh, big word of mouth. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we've seen some positive feedback from it. Um, I haven't really seen anything too terribly negative. Yes. Uh, so. We sold a lot of merch uh, over in Europe, though, right? Wasn't yeah, it uh, Sweden and Finland? Yeah, yeah. I think we sold at least one shirt in Germany and some, I believe, in South America, which, which is kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah. I'm struck by how tight the music is on this album. How long had those songs been in development prior to the recording of the album? That's a really good question, and honestly, it kind of goes over the board a little bit. Um, the album opener, Cult of Wolves, I wrote that song probably almost a year and a half, I would say, before we actually started recording the album, whereas some of the other stuff we finished up maybe a, a month or two before the studio, or like we had just kind of tweaked it a little bit, maybe the existing skeleton of the song had been around, and once we got in there, you know, we're sitting down with the sound engineer, and we're like, well, you know, maybe this sounds a little better if we switch this part around. So the basic skeleton, I would say, was done at least a couple months beforehand, but some of the songs, you know, they'd been around quite a while. Some more newly evolved than other ones. Exactly, yeah. Who does the writing of the music and the lyrics for the band? Uh, well, most of it is split between Nathan and I. Nathan is the, uh, he's the vocalist for the band, but at practice, you know, we, we both play guitar and stuff like that. Nathan is really great at coming up with, like, weird chords and kind of off-kilter rhythm section so it's not exclusively him but a lot of times if you hear stuff like that on the recordings that's probably something he came up with whereas if you some of the faster tremolo picking stuff that's more my specialty so it's not a hundred percent like i'll write an entire song nathan will write an entire song sometimes it works out that way but a lot of the times like maybe i'll have a skeleton with a few riffs nathan will kind of add some of those weird chords and rhythms to it or vice versa he'll have some weird chords and i'll come up with some cool tremolo picking over it but um it's mostly nathan and i that work on it you mentioned the work in the studio did you all i mean were there some songs that you just brought those different elements and cobbled them together in the studio well on our first ep actually one of our uh, one of our crowd favorites to the dark I actually pulled that out of my ass right there in the studio. It's We had to have four tracks. We had three done. I had an idea, and I just kind of went with it in the studio. And that's actually one of our more popular songs. Um, on this album, can you recall if there were any that we kind of tinkered with heavily in the studio? It was a little bit. Um, maybe Constant yeah. had a lot of play. Um, and we can, you know think a lot uh, with Jordan Haynes at Early Grace where we were recorded because he helped to shape stuff and kind of, you know, it was one of those where for me personally, it was like, hey, that bass line's kind of cool, but let's play it a little bit better this way. You know, something like that, but it was a lot of constructive criticism where, you know, when you know it's coming from a very well-trained ear, you're, you know, you allow your, yourself to, to kind of go down that path. So he, he definitely helped us to, to shape a lot of stuff with that. Did any of the previous songs get more significantly in the studio in that process? 
Um, I, I wouldn't say more significantly. There were a couple of spots that maybe switched around or whatever, but I'm really glad that Dustin brought up the fact that, you know, Jordan has such a well-trained ear at Early Grace Studios. He, he really was kind of almost like an unofficial sixth man for the band. You know, I mean, we, we brought... We brought the creativity, but he just helped us fit everything together really well. And if there's any bands in Louisville that any, need any sort of production, I definitely would recommend going with him. It was helpful to have an outside ear and perspective. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and we wanted someone, too, that kind of grew up in the same music scene that we did. Um, but I would say black metal isn't his forte. So to get someone that could hear stuff that we didn't, and, like, for instance, he plays in Artifacts Pareo, so they're on Solid State. Um, you know, through tooth and nail and all that. Uh, so a completely different sound, but it was just cool to get someone that, you know, could hear stuff that we weren't hearing in songs. So, you know, we could get different opinions on it. And given that he wasn't purely in that black metal vein, that must have made him even more open to some of the outside influences you guys were bringing in. He wasn't trying to hammer a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, like I said, he did a really good job of... Uh, like Dustin said, hearing things that maybe we didn't, or for example, yeah, I like this riff, but maybe if we just change this one note, and you know, just that one note will make all the difference in the world overall. And it's just little things like that he's really good at picking out. You talked earlier about your relationship with other musicians in the Louisville scene. What's your thought about the health of the kind of southern Midwest metal scene in general? Do you think it's a good place for new bands to come up, or do you see that there are some challenges for newer bands? Well, it, that's kind of a that's kind of a complex question. I would say yes in the fact that there has always, ever since I've been involved in the scene, there's always been a rich history of bands popping up. You can always count on a new band every couple months or so, you know, whenever bands dissolve or side projects come out. On the other hand, though, and Dustin can probably talk more to this in a second, um, whenever it comes to booking tours and things like that, there can be some definite challenges in the Midwest. And I know that booking this last tour, we really had a hell of a time on a couple of dates, and he can probably speak a little. Yeah, well, I think this last tour, we had, what, three or four venues close? Um, and it was one of those where it was just we, you know, somebody might not get back to you until the week before you hadn't heard back. Um, but for the most part, I mean, coming up, in this area, I've played in bands for a long time in this area. Um, it's one of those, no matter what type of music you're looking to play, there's probably a band that, that plays that style or you can find someone. Uh, I mean, we play with bands all the time that aren't necessarily black metal. They're just bands that we're friends with that we can book easily with. Uh, but, I mean, I think it's a decent location. I mean, we're only a few hours away from Chicago. We hit that this last tour. You know, it was solid. We're, what, six hours away from the Carolinas? Um, it's pretty fun, or, you know, we can always go hit up the info boys and, you know, in Nashville or something like that, um, you know, since, since they're right down. And, you know, we, we played with Tyranny Enthroned, and they're from St. Louis area on this last tour. It, they're killer, yeah. They're, they're just a machine life, so. I ask that question because I get mixed responses. There's some health in the environment here, but there are also some definite challenges, and it can be tough for a band to, especially for a band to take that next step to be able to tour consistently year after year. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, I agree. And uh, one thing I mentioned, you know, with bands kind of having some overlap and everything earlier, that that's really, really helpful whenever it comes to stuff like this. And like Dustin said, you know, for bands like us that are, more on the unique side you know we we don't always have somebody exactly similar to us to play with so it's really great to be able to kind of call in those contacts like hey we're buddies let's uh, let's have a nice little mixed genre show here and you know a lot of times the 
the turnout reflects that because more kids come out and all that. So, like last weekend, we played a two day fest in Louisville called Louisville's Dead, and it was really cool because you have everything from like pop punk bands and stuff, you know, to like southern rock, uh, more sounding um, to us, and then you know other metal bands, and yeah, it was cool because you had a taste of everything. I mean, it, it's it's fun playing metal shows, you know. I don't ever not want to do that, but you know, you play an all day metal fest, and bands tend to start bleeding together, whereas you you know you kind of mix that up. Um, and it helps, I feel like, everyone to stand out. Also gives you the chance to fly the flag for metal if not everybody sounds like you. Yeah, agreed. Fully agreed. Talking a little bit more about you guys as a band, how often do you get together to practice or to work possibly on new material? Oh, well, we try to do every Sunday if we don't have a show like today. Obviously, no practice today because we're all uh, we're all playing together tonight. Um, our... Our fill-in drummer, we don't have a permanent drummer right now. We have a fill-in drummer, and he's from Bedford, which is where our second guitar player lives, Bedford, Indiana. So so they drive down, you know, it's about an hour and a half or so to, to jam with us. So we're not able to do it, you know, a couple times a week like maybe every band around here does. But, um, yeah, we try to do it at least once a week on Sundays. So beginning to wrap up with you guys tonight, what are the band's plans for the remainder of this year? Um, we have the other show in, what is it, late September, the, uh, Louisville Death Fest, yeah, yeah, the, we'll, yeah, we're playing the opening day that Knock Mystium's headlining, so, and, um, was it Sunlight's Bane that's on that, and Oubliette as well, um, so we, we've got that, um, after that, I think we're gonna take some time and just write, um, and prepare for another full length, um, so I, th- I think that'll put us out through the end of the year. You anticipate maybe that next full length coming out in 2018 or sometime 2018. Um, I, I don't want to put a date on it yet, and then we'll probably do a, you know a, a tour to promote that and everything. You know, as long as everything allows us to. Do you think it'll be in the same vein as Death Worship or something a little different? I don't even think we could start to speculate just yet. Yeah, we we only have a couple rough skeletons together. I can tell you from what we've pieced together so far. There's a little bit more of a dirty, kind of aggressive, nasty, hard element to it. it. Not saying that you know we're gonna be a hardcore band now, but a couple of a uh, couple of our sections have some kind of crust to it, and I, I think that will uh, that will be really cool. But like Dustin said, we can't really speculate too too much. I think. Um, in summation, probably what you can expect from Order of Leviathan in general is we're going to continue to be rooted in black metal and draw in other influences, and I, we're not going to dial that back anytime soon. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely keep expanding. I, I, I would never want to just say we're black metal or we're something, so we have to fit in this one certain box. You know, we all listen to a wide variety of stuff, so I think we're going to continue to draw influence from that and just keep expanding outward. It's exciting. Uh, I mean, the music on Death Worship. It sounds like you're not going to stick in that same vein. You're going to try different things. So that's awesome. Finally, guys, what's the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Order of Leviathan, including the debut full-length album, Death Worship? Um, Let's see. It's available, I believe, through all uh, online retailers. You can go through iTunes, through Spotify, uh, through, uh, what is it, Bandcamp, uh, Amazon Music, all that stuff. Uh, Big Cartel. Um, is how we have all of our merch available and all that. If you want it on vinyl or through cassette, you can go through Wolves Den. Just everything links from our Facebook or orderofleviathancult.com. Uh, you can just go through all that. We're pretty easy to easy to find. And come check you guys out at Louisville Death Fest if you're in the Midwest because you guys will be playing there. I saw your T-shirts. And I saw copies of the album out at the merch booth tonight, so I bet you'll have it there as well. Yeah, agreed. 
My first time to see you guys play. It's been a long time coming. Excited for tonight, and I uh, can't wait for the show. Sounds great. We're definitely excited to play for you, and thanks so much for having us on the program. Project, project.